Horror TV shows are a tricky thing. You have some highlights, such as The Haunting of Hill House, a close-to-home exploration of trauma and the personal ghost conjured from that trauma, that shows that reality is often scarier than fiction itself. And then you also have things such as Stranger Things that, while not entirely a horror affair, certainly has a wealth of tense and thrilling segments with characters that we care about in mortal danger. And even if the character roster becomes a bit bloated later on, it's still giving us a lot of a very good thing. And then we have more middling affairs with highs and lows, such as Supernatural, which, in many people's opinions, never quite recaptured the thrill of its Titan-focused first five seasons. And then take, for example, The Walking Dead, which started rather strong before decaying into an accurate representation of the show's un-undead walkers, forever shambling forward without much direction or interest. Not to slight any fans of these shows, they all have their appeal, and longevity, I especially think, brings a sense of comfort and familiarity. And yet, comfort and familiarity are not something we necessarily want in our horror, but rather a distortion of it, a perversion of it. Some of the most discomforting moments in horror, especially following the 1996 film Scream, was the perversion of the home life and the reality of slashers. Gone were the exotic locales of the Overlook Hotel or Camp Crystal Lake or your various cabins in the woods. Horror had found its way into our streets, into our neighborhoods, and into our homes. Enter Hannibal. Hannibal is a 2015 horror and psychological thriller with different emphasis on these elements of horror appearing throughout the various seasons. The show had originally aired on NBC across three seasons and focused on adapting elements and themes of the novel Red Dragon, with Red Dragon, the novel, originally releasing in 1981 by Thomas Harris. The 1981 novel introduced the world to Dr. Hannibal Lecter, aka Hannibal the Cannibal, aka the Chesapeake Ripper, aka you get the idea. The show most directly follows Will Graham, as portrayed by Hugh Dancy, a skilled criminal profiler for psychopaths, not in the least skilled in this matter because of his abnormally high level of empathy, but also, as many believe, he's about one dip in the pond from becoming a psychopath himself. Graham is recruited by the FBI, and in order to keep him in check and from having a mental collapse from the stress of profiling these people, they assign him a psychiatrist, one respected and well-regarded Hannibal Lecter. Talk about missing things by the country mile. Hannibal Lecter, as portrayed by Mads Mikkelsen, is a captivating presence. Eloquent, confident, ever in control of a situation, his portrayal here indicates all the marks of an upstanding, law-abiding citizen. And this is where the discomfort sets in. We as the audience are equipped with the knowledge of the shoe that's about to drop. And yet we see Hannibal working with and consulting for the FBI, hosting dinner parties with ingredients eerily similar to parts going missing in other parts of the show, and gaslighting everyone effectively throughout. He always has a plan and more than has the capacity to enact it. It should be noted that, as a psychological thriller, it puts a heavy focus on the interplay between our two magnetic leads. Graham and Lecter, whose mental states, if we're being honest, we'd expect to see swapped under normal circumstances when you consider one is a cannibalistic murderer and the other is an FBI profiler. The show still, though, is not without moments of levity, comedy, and even beauty. A darkly comedic tone constantly shines through, 
from our knowledge of Lecter and the comments and actions he will take. And beyond this, the show is hauntingly gorgeous with visuals that are more akin to a art house production than a crime procedural. As we share a perspective with Graham, not only do we see as he mentally recreates a murder scene, painfully replaying the events and literally seeing himself as the murderer, but we follow him as his grasp on reality begins to flicker and shake, further and further descending into a state of madness. It's also important to mention that I do not know how this aired on NBC in the daytime hours. With killers aplenty and some with expert surgical skills to their names, the show was one to make you squirm at many corners. It's truly impressive the things they show you and the number of times I found myself thinking, oh god, why am I watching this? I just finished eating. This as somebody who found Saw gratuitous yet boring and digestible and wow in hindsight that probably should be restructured but I'm not going to change it. Yet. Along another dark yet intentionally knowing line, Hannibal also showcases cooking sequences to the level of MasterChef and the Food Network, showing quality and delivering it with a sense of knowing and not so much tongue-in-cheek so much as tongue-in-stew mentality, if you will. One of the last things I want to talk about is the show's provocative imagery and use of symbolism throughout. Each killer we come across feels distinct and has their own motivation and for the brief moments that we do leave Graham's perspective, it is often to enter their perspective. It helps us understand that not all of these people are just disturbed lunatics, but often damaged people trying to make sense of the world and, unfortunately, approaching it from a very different and deadly perspective. And here we find the root of what I believe Hannibal is all about. Human connection. Graham and Lecter are in many ways mirrors and rivals. And for those who have read the novels or know the lore surrounding Lecter, know how they will end up, and yet we see that despite their companions at the FBI, in the crime lab, and in the psychiatric world surrounding them, no one truly understands the minds of our leads except for one another, for better or worse. Like so many opposites, they, at their core, seem to have more in common than one would like to admit but mainly just differ in their ideologies. And like so many of these foils that we often see, be it day and night, yin and yang, or Batman and the Joker, they seem destined to forever circle each other, but seemingly cannot exist without one another now that they've met. And here lies the beauty and tragedy of Hannibal, that despite what comes into play, we know that at the end of the day, we will continue to return to this macabre dance between Graham and Lecter, in this unending game with ever-changing rules. And this unending dance over the precipice of self-identity, lunacy, and isolation as he continues to circle the drain beyond the reach of any salvation but the hand that pushed him over, I believe, is the tragedy of Will Graham. So thank you for listening. If you can't tell, I truly, truly love this show and try to avoid spoilers for as much of the story as possible. I haven't read the novels, but my understanding is that some things are shifted around in its adaptation. We mostly touched on themes from season one that carry throughout the show, but believe me when I say that this is a show best experienced for yourself. It's currently available for viewing on Netflix with some excited fans believing that this could be a draw for a fourth season revival 
and right now would be the perfect time to experience perhaps the insanity and eloquence that is Hannibal Lecter. If you've already seen it, what did you think of it? Did this show maybe make you as uncomfortably hungry as it did for me? Should I be concerned about that happening and possibly talk to somebody? Answer's probably yes, but who knows. Let me know your thoughts, share your opinions, and all of that, and in any case, I look forward to catching you around sometime in the future. Otherwise, stay safe and stay well, friends.